Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. All right, Jerry Durham here. Happy to have you back. We're going to go a little high level here. I'm going to burrow into your mind a little bit. I like to talk about action. I like to talk about objective things, but we got to go high level because I got to get you to look inside, be self-aware and just know where you're coming from. I mean, you heard that a little bit in the last one, just own, own where you are today and then own where you want to move to. And either way, it's going to take what I call this courageous leadership. Yes, I picked up this term recently. Yes, I love this term. Yes, I love the way this term is broken down and what it means to you as a leader. You are a leader. Whether you currently have employees, whether you have a lot of employees, whether you have multiple labels, whether you have multiple sites, you are a leader, okay? And leadership, step one to do this took courage. Yet we've got to ex you know, we got to keep ourselves out of these traps along the way to think we, you know, to think we know it all, to think we're headed in the right direction. This sunk cost fallacy, we don't want to get so deep into something we're not willing to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. This is courageous leadership, right? Am I willing to ask better questions? Am I willing to ask new questions about where I am today and about where I'm headed, right? When we talked about some of that in the uh, last episode. So, you know, this courageous leader, they're, they're looking long-term and long-term, let me tell you what that means. Long-term means they're looking for outcomes. Typically when we get into this thing, we're looking at inputs. We're just going, what do I need to do today? I need to deliver more, more, more of this, more of this, less of this, more of that without looking further ahead to what is the outcome? What is the result I desire? right? And so true courageous leaderships are look, leaders are looking long-term and they're looking for an outcome. And then they're reverse engineering that outcome with a process. They understand, here's the next big thing. They understand the process is what they own. They understand it is in the journey. The result is in the journey. And if you focus on the journey, the process, the systems, then you increase the likelihood of the outcomes you want. So thinking long-term is looking at those outcomes, not always inputs. And let's, let's face it, right? Healthcare business owners, we look at inputs, man. We look at new patients. We look at visits. We look at cancels. We look at all these metrics without an awareness around the process that goes into deliver these. A true courageous leader understands long-term and everything they see long-term, right? has an outcome and they'll reverse engineer it. They also want to make bigger impacts. I love this word, making an impact, because we can apply this. They want to make an impact in their community. That could be the people in your community, whether you have a brick and mortar, whether you're online, it could be a huge community, right? So this term is not bound by anything. It's the people you can serve as in your community. They want to make a bigger impact in their community. They want to make a bigger impact with their team. They truly want successful people. They want innovative people. 
They want thinkers working with them. And then they want to put together the culture, right? That facilitates and encourages and rewards that. So they want to have a bigger impact with their community and their team. And then they want to deliver a bigger impact for themselves, right? What does that mean? Feeding their bigger purpose, right? A lot of people would like the opportunity to make more money to do what? Send their kids to school, do this, do that, save for the future. Also, right, to give more, to share more, to give back to their community, to give back to their team, by the way, right? So all these things, right? This bigger impact to all these, all these different parts has a positive impact, right? All of these have a positive impact. And then when you, the owner, right, when it's a bigger impact for you, you can, you can deliver bigger things for your community, back to your team, back to your business, to your personal life, right? So, you know, th this looking and then questioning, right? So let's think that was high level. Let, let, let's keep getting in the weeds. Then you start to question, right? Are we currently, then you look at your current inputs, you look at your current outcomes. Do I understand my current outcomes? Do I know how I'm getting here? My favorite is cancels. Cancels is a result. Cancels is a data point that people chase and chase and chase for years and years and years without understanding this is an outcome that had a process in front of it. How did we get to this cancel? And then that bigger view, that bigger look, that better understanding, I want to make a bigger impact. This is a great example. I don't want to, I don't want to learn how to manage cancels. I want to learn how to prevent cancels. I want to learn how to put more people on the schedule that are a better fit for the company, not more people, right? Again, I want to look at how to prevent cancels, not manage them. I don't want more new patients on the schedule. I want more people who are a better fit. Well, if I, if, if I challenge myself with that, then I got to go back and look at where are we currently getting the input into this system? And I got to reverse engineer it. This is the arrive, pay, and stay mindset. If I'm thinking about this journey of one person coming in who arrives, who pays, and who stays, how do I reverse engineer that outcome for an increased likelihood? Then how do I find all those people? Because the best way to get someone to arrive, pay, and stay is have better fitted people calling the clinic. So again, this is thinking bigger. This is this outcomes mindset. This is long-term thinking. This is looking to make a bigger impact. Think about the team. If I want to make a bigger impact on my team, I identify the people we can serve best in our company. And then I attract more of them because I know my team is going to be happier and more successful and can use their skills for that. So I, I have to be a courageous leader though, to go, we don't have the right people in here, or even do we have the right people in here, right? Am I going to own burnout? Am I going to own the churn of our clients? Am I going to own the churn of our team? Because I've been focused on the wrong inputs and outcomes, right? So that's courageous leadership. Someone who stands up and says, I got to own this. So I got to start asking better questions. And I think I love the examples I just gave. Can I really not find the right employees or do I not know the right employees, right? Do I not know our culture well enough? Do I actually not understand what I'm trying to put people into? This is that front desk role. If I need better people to manage new patient calls, I need to find the right people with the right attributes who are the right fit. And I can't be looking for front desk people, right? Again, I went through all this, man. All, all, a lot of this was hard reflecting back on and having to own all this shit after 10 years in business, 
after cruising along, hiring two people, having to fire them both, and then go, I really don't understand the process. I just put these two front desk salespeople in. And then I stepped in and answered the calls for a year to figure out the systems and the process so that we could get the best people hired and put in that seat to deliver the outcomes that we wanted and the results we needed at that. That takes courageous leadership. All right. So again, process, long-term thinking driven to the outcomes and then the process thinking, right? Reverse engineering, wanting to make a bigger impact, right? And if I'm going to make a bigger impact, then I have to move beyond transactions. As you just heard, I can't be thinking about cancels and scheduling. I got to think bigger. I got to think preventing these problems. I got to think about putting better people into the system. And when I mean better people, I mean, I got to attract the right people. And then I have to train my team and I have to hire my team to serve those people. So I can't be thinking about transactions. I can't be thinking about scheduling. I can't be thinking about visits. I can't be thinking about units built. I can't be thinking about co-pays collected, right? When it comes to being a courageous leader and building something that's going to be different, distinctive, not a copy, right? Not a duplication of another practice. Just always looking to the process, looking to add, new, looking to add better processes, looking to subtract bad processes, probably more important, right? Man, the number of times we changed our financial policy in my business, that part of the process, what I found was that part of the process early on, people getting their financial policy at the, at the arrival date, was causing us issues two months later down the road. And when we changed the financial policy, 80% of our billing problems disappeared. So looking at what we needed to change and where, understanding the process, all these things take courageous leadership. And then again, I said last time, not just looking for solutions, looking for the potential. And I think that's a good example of that financial policy I just gave you right? There's a huge gap to be filled there, right? Do you wait till two months after someone's discharge to have them call you pissed off to try to change a process? The potential is to go upstream and change a financial policy and watch 80% of the billing complaints disappear. The potential was, we got to change this conversation, right? As I remember acknowledging, this isn't a billing problem, it's a communication problem. And it's happening further upstream. That was the potential I saw instead of just trying to solve a billing problem downstream, which I was doing for like eight months a year. Courageous leadership, stepping back, looking at the big picture and owning the whole fucking thing, good and bad, by the way. Again, I, I want to finish with the takeaway around, you know, building something, right? A business of value, this differentiation I talked about, right? So if you're going to do all this stuff, it can't be transactional. It's got to be relationship-based. You can build systems around the transactions. It's going to be duplicated, but are you going to own that culture and hire people into that culture? You're going to own the churn. You're going to earn the, you're going to own the turnover of your staff. You're going to own the churn of patients coming and going because that's what happens in transactional businesses. And there are a lot of successful transactional businesses that just write off the fucking churn, but most PT clinics don't own the churn. So the churn is drop-offs. New patients come in who disappear. So if you want to own the churn, the leaky bucket, I call it, right, of a transaction world, then you better keep the top end of the funnel open. And then you better know the people to hire into that process or own the fact that your staff is going to turn and turn. I'm telling you, it's a, it, the commodity world, the transactional world's a lot harder world. And yet that's all we think there is. And then we complain because that's all we have. And I'm like, no, it's not. 
I got clients right now shifting. I see people shifting without me. That's awesome. I'm not saying I'm the only one doing this. I'm not the one who came up with this idea. I just know it's the way to go. And it's the future that's going to make your life easier. It really is. You got to be distinctive. You got to differentiate. And the way you differentiate in healthcare is the experience you create. Everything I just talked about, the process is looking at the outcomes, right? Looking to make bigger impact. Don't focus on inputs, scheduled visits, units build. That's going to take you standing up and saying, I'm willing to do the work. Maybe you've been doing the work that way. I got clients who go, I can't keep doing this. I go, I can help you. What part do you not want to do? I don't want to do A, B, and C, and D, right? They don't want to deal with the churn. They don't want to deal with patients coming and going. They don't want to deal with staff quitting. And they've taken ownership of all that. That's courageous leadership. This is big. Usually don't talk about this stuff, but this is big. And I see it in my clients and I'm proud of them. And I see it in reflecting. You need to think about all this and own your fucking journey. Just pick one. Pick one. Don't live in the middle. You'll fucking die in the middle, man. Do not be in the gray. The middle is not the place to be in any industry. You do not want to be there. And if you own either side and you build around it, and you're willing to stand up and say, this is what I created, then you will be successful. You just have to understand what it is you choose. And I'm looking to the future with the relationships, right? People looking at relationships over transactions. And it's scalable, my friends. Everybody wants to tell you all this shit. By the way, this is payer model agnostic, practice model agnostic, doesn't care. The relationship world is just something new. It's different. That's a good thing but I don't see it around me. I'm like, that's why you want to fucking do it. <laughs> All right, you got to start on why people are choosing you today. Why did they choose you? Everybody loves to ask, how'd you find me? Nobody asks, why did you choose me? Every fucking client I work with, I make them take a survey. Second question is, why did you choose us? Not how did you find us? Because that's the first question. So you won't confuse it. Why did you choose to schedule and arrive with us? If you're not asking patients that question, then you truly don't know what's going on, why people are choosing you. They'll tell you if you're different or not. That's courageous leadership asking that question. And then what you do with the answers is up to you. But asking it is the courage and understanding the answer. Yep. These are interesting times. By the way, as I've talked about with the exits, there's value in both of those towards an exit. I believe there's bigger value because it doesn't exist very much on the relationship side and it can be scaled and it can be grown and there'll be a bigger payout at the end and people will invest your team, your community will invest in you because you're built around that and you're living it because you're the courageous leader. Cheers. <laughs>